Rise and shine, you Syracuse superfans. It's time to pour yourself a tall, delicious glass of orange fizz. Syracuse recruiting news, insider information, latest SU buzz. The Syracuse blogosphere comes to life on the central New York airwaves. It's Fizz Radio. Welcome into Fizz Film Room. I'm your host, Thomas Schultz. And today we talk to Chris Titulio. He's the head coach of Malik Matthew at Herbert H. Lehman High School in the Bronx. Chris, how are you doing today? Well, you know, just anxious to get started, hoping at some point we can uh, get this ball moving. We have a pretty good team, and we're looking forward to it. So what can Syracuse fans expect to get from Malik once he arrives on campus? A high football intellect, great work ethic, great kid. One of those guys that just also high, big personality, too. And very, very competitive. I was telling the coaches, the bigger the crowd, he seemed to get even more involved and amped and really amping everybody else up. So I don't think playing in the Dome is going to be something he backs out of. I think he's he's going to love it. Well, that's good to hear. It's a tough place to play for some. I know Syracuse is switching to a three-three-five defensive scheme. Do you know how they plan to use Malik in that format since he's being recruited as an outside linebacker, but he plays inside for you guys? Yeah, he's um I think they're gonna use him at the will of the Sam, which is an inside linebacker, just not the inside linebacker from what they explained. He can also play outside too. He can cover, he can run. You know, I, I've ran the three three five as a defense before. It's a lot of it's a lot less thinking, a lot more shooting gaps and filling and things like that. So that can only be a good thing for a young linebacker like Malik. That's promising that he's already had some experience with the defense. How does he do in a three-three-five versus other defensive you he's, he's he's never played in it here. I used okay. it in previous in, in a previous. Right now we we've, we've been running a four-two-five as an inside linebacker, but our defense coordinator from last year mixed it up a little bit too. But you know Malik has always been on the inside. But Malik was also in in youth before he came to high school. He was a defense man. He never played linebacker. So he's one of those kids that learns very very fast. So I don't think that's going to be an issue. We're speaking with Chris DiTullio. He's Malik Matthews' head coach at Herbert H. Lehman High School in the Bronx. Chris, what's Malik's biggest strength once he steps onto the football field? Sideline, sideline. Anything outside run has been shut down. You know, we have never had to worry about that. He runs like a DB as far as high school goes. He's great at recognizing the open gaps in a defense and when to shoot him. He times it. For somebody that's only played the position for a few years, he knows how to time filling a gap very well as opposed to running into blocks. I've heard from some coaches when they talk about the linebackers, they talk about four for four, guys that can play at any of the positions. And I know Syracuse only have three linebackers in the three three five, but do you see them being able to use Malik anywhere in the linebacking core? Yeah, I don't think it's going to be a problem. He's 205 right now, and, he's, and you know, we've been doing the virtual workouts, and he's starting to look even bigger than what he, he's normally been with, the, you know, working out and things like that. So I think all three of those positions I don't think will be an issue to play. Where I see him at some point, too, that I think would be interesting years down the line as he bulks up and develops technique and gets coached by that great defensive staff at Syracuse, I can see him rushing off the edge in certain situations as well, because we might use him with that as well. He's a very, very athletic, talented kid. And you mentioned he's 205 right now. Does he have the frame and the build to put on 
weight pretty easily? If you've ever seen him, he is just, he's long right now. He has a lot of room to build. I see no issue why, you know, once he gets onto a campus and he's, he's eating at the right times of day, he's training at the right times of day. He's getting a lot more, um, 24 seven watching what he's eating and things as opposed to him going home and, or coming back or whatever he's been coming back with from lunch around where we play and things like that. I could see him bulking up significantly. I know you mentioned that you guys have been doing training virtually. How has he been training specifically during quarantine? I know his big thing right now is he's been jumping on our workouts. You know, uh, we've been doing upper body one day, lower body the next. We've done core. We've even done some yoga stuff. And, they, you know, he kind of jumps in and does all of that. We generally train for about an hour, hour and 15 minutes. I know he's doing some drills on his own and with, like, trainers and things like that, like linebacker stuff and things like that. So, yeah, that's as far as I know, that's how he's been going. But, you know, can't wait to – see all these kids in person soon. Chris Tatulio is the head coach of Malik Matthew. He joins us here on Fizz Film Room. Chris, do you have any specific Malik Matthew stories? Anything that you remember when you think of him either in the locker room or on the field? Yeah, I mean, I kind of touched on it already. We left it. There was um, a team that opened up their field, and that was the first game we were there, and they were cutting the ribbon and things like that, and it was flooded easily over a thousand people which in our area is a lot of people at a high school football game it was a very calm pregame things like that and then we came out and they started booing us and boy did he, I can't re-say what he said but he was fired up and he got the rest of the team fired up and that's why I keep touching on the fact that he had a great game that day too and that's why I keep touching on the fact that I think the bigger the crowds and things, the more he's gotten. So I think he's going to do really well playing in the Dome and in a lot of the places in the ACC where he'll be playing. Is he just a natural leader, or was it just that one game where he was really fired up? Well, he's been our captain since last year. As a junior, he was our captain, the captain, and he's going to be our captain again his senior year. So I would like to say I believe he's a great leader. I don't usually hand out being a captain as a junior very easily for multiple reasons, but we just felt like it was the right move to make a committed kid, a kid that people are going to follow. He, he uh, explains himself very well. He um, has a way of getting people to do something without sometimes kids being disrespectful, meaning like his approach is a great approach, I think, to getting things done when you need an extension of coach on the field. So it almost seems like he's a guy that can kind of talk to or communicate with a lot of different personalities. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, no, uh, he's been able to really get along with everybody and even with coaches and players, building a rapport with different personalities, but at the same time, being able to uh, relate. We're joined on Fizz Film Room by Chris Tullio. He is Malik Matthews, head coach, uh, Syracuse committed outside linebacker. Looks like he's going to play inside for the Orange. Chris, what sold Malik on SU? Why did he decide that was the place for him? The staff, yeah, I mean, Coach Monroe was the first guy to come down to meet him as a freshman. I texted Coach Monroe, and he's he's gun-ho, man. It took him a few days to get down and meet him. Obviously, he couldn't talk to him. And then from there, just going and keeping the pace, even last year, lightly communicating in the ways that he can communicate. And then on top of that, you know, once he met the defensive staff, the defensive coordinator, Coach Babers, it just seemed to mesh for him. So I would say 
that was the biggest thing. He did get to visit the campus. He enjoyed that. And I would say that was the biggest thing was the relationship he felt like he could build and already kind of felt like he was part of the community. Was Syracuse the first school to recruit him? Yes. Yes, it wasn't the first school to offer, but it was the first school to recruit him. Yeah. Okay. And when did he decide that Syracuse was the place for him? About the <laughs> the night before he committed. He didn't waste wow. too much time. Yeah. He didn't waste once he decided that that was the place. You know, I had a conversation with him and my only advice, because, you know, I was like, Malik, do you have any other schools in mind that you're kind of waiting for something like that maybe to offer? He goes, no, not really. You know, he's a deep, I don't know if you ever talk to him, you'll, you'll hear it. So I said, you don't have to wait if you don't want. I think sometimes these kids, when the process is new to them, feel that they have to. But if he had a feeling, he had a gut, he was happy about, it. you know, he had a gut feeling, he was happy about it. And the most important thing to me from my side is that he was happy and he didn't feel like he was pressured either from a college coach, pressured from a high school coach, and most importantly, pressured by his peers. The most important thing was in my, you know, I didn't have an opinion on it. I just wanted him to be happy and be happy with the decision. I don't know how big of an impact this has made, but it seems like this pandemic has pressured guys to maybe jump on board to a class earlier than they generally would in another year. But it seems like that really wasn't an issue for Malik and he took his time and decided when he wanted to. Is that correct? Yeah, no, I mean, he, uh, from the time of his first offer and then he got a bunch more, I would say there was probably, I don't know, three, four months by the time a decision was made and things like that. And I don't think it had anything to do with it. Like I said, I mean, the big thing was if there was other schools that he was interested in, but he's been interested in Syracuse since they first came down, since he first met coach. So there was no reason to wait. One of the things is, how this game works. If too many people commit before you get to commit, then you might lose <laughs> the offer and things like that. So, you know, if he was happy, there was no reason to wait, things like that. Now he can focus on school, focus on his senior year, not have to answer 40, 50 text messages from different coaches every day and just focus on being a kid again. You know, one of the things I know a news network local to us interviewed him and this is how Malik didn't expect to be recruited. He just wanted to play ball. And, you know, this allows him making a, a decision with a school he's happy with and things like that allows him to go back to doing what he does, which is taking care of school, doing football. And then once the season's over, you know, changing on another another side of the orange. How much does peer recruiting and other recruits in the class, not just SU, but just in college football in general, how much does peer recruiting have an impact in recruits deciding where they want to go? Let me tell you, as far as I'm, I'm in the high school game, so even when it comes to like seventh and eighth graders, it's everything. And I thought as they got older, it changes. It does not. That is key. Them having relationships with previous kids on the team and things like that. I don't know the name, but I know Malik had a few kids, not kids anymore, grown men, that he played with in youth or played against in youth and had a relationship at Syracuse and things like that. That could help as well, you know, because what happens is also kids come back to the neighborhood when they're off and those relationships are built and things like that naturally. So I think that's very important. You said you may not know anybody in particular, but one guy that comes to mind who was a big time Syracuse commit a few years ago, Kadir White. He's from Bronx. He went to Cardinal Hayes High School. I don't know if that could be one of the guys that Malik knew. 
possible. Like I said, I don't know. I, you know, I, I know they keep in touch. I don't know who specifically, you know, but these kids, they all keep in touch and things, especially in the area. They kind of see the other kid get an offer and things like that. And it ends up working out. But no, I, I don't have a, an exact name, right. but I know, I know it's a lot of these kids when they're in the city, they've either played with each other when they were younger or in high school or played against each other when they were younger or in high school. And that has an effect, I think. We're joined on Fizz Film Room by Chris Tatulio. He's Malik Matthews, head coach at Herbert H. Lehman High School in the Bronx. Chris, for this upcoming season, what are your expectations for Malik as a senior and what are his expectations for himself? To improve on everything he's been doing and obviously um, continue to uh, lead the team. If teams throw it, he, the kid can cover. We'd like to see some teams throw and things like that just to put it on his tape because I know that was a big question, but it just had to do with the schedule we played. There wasn't a lot of throwing and even less throwing to backs, which in our defense, the linebackers generally cover the backs. But that, like I said, finishing his tackles, meaning that not necessarily, but we want to see, and that's where the strength is going to come from, that when he hits something, it doesn't move forward. That's one of the things. His instincts, I think, are they obviously can improve, but they are very good for the high school level. You're not getting to the corner. <laughs> you know, that's just, it's been one of the most beneficial parts of having him there. Very difficult to get to the corner and just building on some of the um, things that he hasn't perfected. I think a lot of people might not be very aware of this, myself as well, but what is the talent level like in the Bronx? As you would think it's pretty high with all those kids there. Yeah, and the way the divisions are set up in New York City, it's only the top eight to ten teams that play against each other in the whole city, and there's 56 schools. So there's no weeks off. There's no weeks off, which helps in developing top-tier talent. There's none of those 36-0 games, 40-0. There's a lot of competitive games and a lot of games that involve playing against other players that he'll either be playing with at Syracuse or playing against at Syracuse, you know, and then also a lot of the really good Division Two and Division Three players that this city produces and a lot of great coaching staffs as well. So I think that does a great job in developing. So I'm, I'm all about it. There is a lot of top-tier talent. I mean, if you just look at 24-7's top 10, most of the public school and Catholic school New York City kids, I think it was something like seven of the top 10 kids are like city kids. Was there any appeal to playing in the ACC for Malik, or was there any regional benefit to being close to Syracuse, or was it just that they jumped on so early and had this connection for so long? Well, I know Malik wanted to play in a Power 5 school. I don't know if the ACC was that. I know he wanted to, once it was explained to him what it was, he wanted to play in a Power 5 school. So that's why I came down to who it came down to. The one thing I can tell you about the kids who were a really loyal kid, meaning after his freshman year, he had a bunch of places like big time Catholic schools that he could have signed on to play. We weren't where we're at now. Two or three years ago, we've come up a lot in terms of where the program is. And, you know, he, he fell in love with the staff. And he fell in love with what we were doing. He fell in love with the winning and he kind of stayed on. And I think that also correlates to Syracuse was the first power five school to offer him. Even before a lot of these non-power five schools, I think they were they were second. I think after the, the first offer he got, they pulled the trigger. You know, they took a risk and, and they were really following up and things like that. So I think that has a lot to do with the league's decision. 
Well, I think that's the most promising news for Syracuse fans is there's nothing more important in the world of college football recruiting than loyalty, and it sounds like Malik has it. Yep, sure does. Chris, thanks so much for taking some time out of your day to join us here on Fizz Film Room, and good luck to you and Malik in the coming season, and we can't wait till he gets to the hill. Yep, absolutely. Appreciate you. That was Chris Tullio, head coach of Syracuse commit Malik Matthew at Herbert H. Lehman High School in the Bronx, joining us on Fizz Film Room. And you can check out our other Fizz Film Room episodes either on SoundCloud at Orange Fizz or on our website at orangefizz.net. But for now, signing off, I'm Thomas Schultz. We'll see you next Tuesday.